Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, Jason. Hi, Samantha. How are you? How are you, Jinx? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Why did people used to say, Jinx, you owe me a soda? I don't know. It makes no sense. It's probably from something from, like, the boomer age. and The boomer age. (laughs) Oh, man. And also, hello, greetings, greetings to our listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Survival Jumps, a podcast season two in collaboration with Broadway World. I feel like every time we do a mic check and we say that, we're always like, we're so excited. But we are. Like, I don't think the excitement. Every episode, I'm equally as excited. Yeah, I think that's really (laughs) cool. Because we but all Sam, we have a new guest. Yes, babe. Tell every me. week. Yeah, yeah. No, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. No, I was just saying it's just the excitement doesn't go away because each episode is so different based on the person and everybody yeah. brings something new and uh, that's it. We're always so that's excited. Uh, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. And I was just going to say uh, that we should not forget to do our little housekeeping. Right. Thank you. Because I always who... forget. No, it's okay. But just to remind everyone who may be listening for the first time, or maybe you've listened from the beginning, but you haven't done it yet. We are just looking for people, our fans, our listeners who appreciate us to give us some feedback on the on on the um on the show. On the show, yeah. <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Had a complete brain freeze. No, okay. uh, <laughs> it happened. No, on it Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, some reviews because no reviews really help us. And if you're yeah. enjoying the podcast, if you're enjoying us, if you're enjoying our little banter and our guest, if you can just leave a little review, that would be fantastic. Please and thank you. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you all. Yeah, we do. We love our survivors. And our yes. day oneers. And when I saw the Casey Musgraves concert, the Casey Musgraves concert recently, mm-hmm. she did one of her like songs for her from her first album, and she was like, "This is to my day oneers or something yes. like that." And that's what I want to say from our day oneers. You know yeah. who you are. They know. They know. They we know. should start shouting out some people. Like starting next week, maybe we start doing that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I'll shout out right now. Patricia oh yeah, Toma. Okay, Patricia We met her at Havelina Tex-Mex in one of our survival jobs. She was a regular. She always DMs me. She always says, like, great episode and, like, comments about something we talked about. And we love you. And thank you for listening. Shout out to you. I love that you She's an amazing artist herself. Yeah, she's amazing. But Jason, it was a big week in the Broadway world. In the Broadway, <laughs> the Broadway world. world. The Tonys. The Tony <laughs> nominations came out. Yeah, they did. Everyone's super pumped, rightfully so. Rightfully so. It's um, You know what? It's a super, super diverse year of nominees, which I'm stoked about. Yeah. and Still lacking on the women, though. We're still lacking on the women, but we'll mm. get there. We'll get there. Let's hope. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. I want to also shout out um, our friend Cody Renard, who's mm. nominated for Strange Loop as a producer. Didn't that get like 10 nominations? What, what was I it? I think 11, something. 11, crazy. yeah. That's amazing. Most, yeah, I got the most mo- nominations of this season. of the. So that's like incredible. So get your tickets now. And also, this will tie into our guests. Hangman got um, up for, for I would think, five nominations, including yeah. Best Play. And so what a lovely episode we have. And we get to talk with Gabby herself. Yeah. And we actually recorded this before the 20 nominations. So we don't get to actually talk about how being in a 20 nominated play must feel. But I mean, oh my you can only imagine gosh. how incredible that must be, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love that for are, her. And our, our girl, Rachel Dratch, we just talked about her last episode. I know. She's so funny. And I think we said, like, she's definitely going to get up for a Tony because she was so funny. How could she not? And then here we are, up for a Tony. Yeah, she, um, I mean, I like I said last time, like, all the women were fantastic. But I just think her part was just so funny. Um, so there was, like, funny. no way, like, especially with her talent, that she was not going to get nominated. Like, she yeah. really brought so much to that. Yeah. Can I share a little story about Tony nomination day? Yeah, sure. 
So I love Tony nomination day. It always feels super exciting. You know, my friends are so fancy and they've like been up a couple of times. So Tony morning, I feel like such a special place of excitement, whether I know people who could be nominated or know people like in shows or not, uh, just yeah. because shout out to Robin when he was just up course, for boys in the band three times but when he just got up for boys in the band we were living together and we got up early and like got coffee and watched it and that moment was so unreal to just like watch it be announced and be with him it was crazy and so i always get super excited and also i love the tonys and also i love broadway and that's what i want yes, to say to you of course you love the broadway i mean to be honored and to be like I don't know, just to be honored with a nomination must be so incredible, right? Let's be like, right. I worked on something and my peers and the industry are saying, hey, you're worthy of this. Your work is worthy of this. And I know like awards, mm -hmm. like, I don't want to say don't mean anything, right? But it's like, you shouldn't make, like you're, you're, as an artist, you shouldn't rely on like awards to like keep your art going. Right. That's not your but goal. To just, well, yeah, exactly. Not your goal or whatever, right? Or, or maybe, maybe it's your goal. I mean, it all depends on everyone's journey is different. But like sure. awards don't val don't validate like everyone's you know art right. But like to have right. that right, the Tonys are probably are the biggest award show for theater for theater right. So to have yeah. people in your industry and your peers and I don't know just to be like hey we see you we see yeah. your hard work. I mean that that gives me chills and yeah I think that's incredible and it I don't is. Know. It's exciting. It's very exciting and I, super I'm so, exciting. And oh. Our girl, uh, recent Oscar winner, is going to be hosting. Do you know? Do you know that? Oh my God! Yeah, I know. Ariana. Amazing. Yeah. It's crazy how life happens. Like, so I'm in LA right now. I just decided to come to LA for fun, for no reason at all. Well, other than to <laughs> yeah. visit my friends. So not to yeah. talk about Robin on this whole mic check, but shout out Robin to Jesus. We were hiking Runyon yesterday. And I had a moment where I just like looked out into like LA, like looking over LA. And I was like, don't you ever think like what's going to happen to your life? Do you know what I mean? And what I, I said, do you know what yeah. I mean? That a bit of follow up saying what I mean by that is like, we have these dreams and goals and we do this thing, but we don't really know what's going to happen. Say, I'm saying this because like Ariana probably is like dreamed so much her whole life, but do you think in her wildest dream, she's like, I'm definitely going to win an Oscar. And in that same year, I'm going to host the Tonys because I love Broadway mm. and that's my background. Like, it's crazy. So shout yeah. out to her. It's amazing. Yes, Ariana DeBose. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. She's, what a year for her, right? What a year. Samantha, how many shows have you seen that have been nominated? Have you seen many of them? Oh, no, yeah, I've seen, I've seen a bunch. I, I should have done that before I started. So no, I was a big okay. fan. Of, I saw like a lot of the fall season shows. So Clyde's, uh, we got Uzo got up and then Kara got up. Uh, yeah. They, they were both incredible. So I saw Clyde's, I saw Dana H, I saw POTUS, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, I saw Flying Over Sunset, I'm gonna see Strange Loop, gotta see Paradise Square. I saw yeah. a lot of plays and now I'm blinking and now I feel pressure. I can't remember. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> um, you've seen way more than me, obviously. But um, <laughs> I was just looking like Best Revival, Carolina Change, Company mm. and the Music Saw Company. Man. Saw the oh, Music Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Music was Man was great, great, great. Best Play missed Revival. Miss Carolina Change. Oh, you missed Carolina shout out Change. To Anna, I missed it, but shout out yeah. to Anastasia. Anastasia, yeah. why do I always do that? Sorry, yeah. girl. <laughs> Sorry, girl. <laughs> Sorry, um, girl. Best Play Revival, American Buffalo for Colored Girls, How I Learned mm -hmm. to Drive, Take Me Out. Trouble in Mind, some really good like classics yeah, right there that came back this really year. Um, people love the MJ musical that I oh, heard. Yeah. I've heard nothing but great things about it. Great um, things. Yeah, I mean, this is this is intense. This is some really gonna, good stuff that got. There's nominated. gonna be some good performances too, you know. So yeah, yeah. You think this, this is gonna be like the first? I think this is gonna be the first Tonys that's like back to the way the Tonys were. Yeah, right? like last year was that like mix type thing. Yeah, and it was only the fall season from tw from 2019. So it was yeah. like the first smaller show, less nominees. Still, shout out to everyone who won. Like, still a great show. But, like, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be really special to just, like, be back. And, like, okay, guys, we did it, and now we're back. Yeah. Made did you see Take time. Me Out? No, I'm seeing it next week. 
Oh, are you? I'm seeing it at the end of this month. I'm so excited yeah, for that. I'm excited. I love Jesse you. Williams, so. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm definitely extra excited for that one. <laughs> canceled. No kidding. Yeah, fully canceled. <laughs> Anywho, should we tell everybody about our amazing guest today, Gabby French? Please. Please. Um, so, so we just, sorry, go ahead. No, no. <laughs> I was going to say, She's just a lovely freaking human being, right? I mean, so we just nice. met her and she was just so kind and so funny. And so right funny. away, I felt like she was like an old friend, you know, like right away. Yeah. Never talked so to her before. Only yeah. watched her on TV, you know, so I, like, yeah. it was just so funny. Like she just felt like a friend right away. Yeah, for sure. I cut She's you so off. Cool. So what were you saying? No, whatever. We cut each other off and that's just our bit. Um, yeah, pretty much the same thing. She was so fun, so comfortable, so funny. This is what this is a great episode. We we like sidetrack off. We talk about so much food. We all love food. It's so fun. It's so fun. So I think you guys are gonna super enjoy it. Um, great. Let's tell everyone a little bit about her and how she ended up here on Hangman. On Hangman. Yeah. In Hangman on Broadway. I know. And I, lo- yeah, I love that. Like when you guys listen to hear that story of like, because Hangman yeah. opened, right? was in previews, I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Before the pandemic. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, this this thing, I think she said it had like 12 performances or 12. Something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something you, you guys like will listen to it. She, she yeah. explains it all. But just to, you know, have like this dream come true. And then much like, so many other people, right? This freaking worldwide pandemic happens that kind of like just takes everything away, right? But then she had this wonderful opportunity to get it back. And now she's here in a Tony nominated Broadway show. She's and on killing survival it. jobs. On survival jobs. What like, could be bad? What could be bad? Nothing much. <laughs> all right, guys. So let's talk a little bit about Gabby French. Tell me all about her. I'll tell you, babe. During her second year at drama school, Gabby won the coveted Laurence Olivier Bursary Award. She left her third year early to play the lead in Hampstead Theater's Scarlet. And shortly shortly after, Gabby was cast in Hangman Off-Broadway. She was a part of the 2020 cast and is delighted to have returned to Broadway. Her TV credits include I May Destroy You on HBO, Inside Number 9, Gaynor, Ray, Gainer and Ray, sorry guys, my brain's foggy. You got it. Gainer and Ray, <laughs> Temple, Discovery of Witches, and Victoria. Film credits include Military Wives and Enola Holmes. Future theater credits include If We Were Older at the National Theater. Yeah. Guys, enjoy, listen, and have a great day. <laughs> yes, no, seriously. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Gabby. Welcome to Survival Jobs, a podcast. We're so happy to have you. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Yeah. And, and you're in the middle of, you know, your eight shows a week you're doing? Eight shows, yeah. Yeah, two matinees for us. Wednesday and the Saturday, yeah. And then we get the Sunday off because most of Broadway goes dark on a Sunday, but um, uh, on a Monday, sorry. So on a Sunday, we're one of the only ones off. That's a nice day to have off because Sunday fun day. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, sure. I'm a, and I'm a massive fan of a roast dinner me. Do you know what a roast dinner is in America? No. Oh, what is that? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> when I say this to people, they're like, I've never really heard of it. And you need to come to the UK purely to try a roast dinner. It's like any kind of meat with loads of vegetables and something called Yorkshire pudding and roast potatoes. And you'll never taste anything like it. And gravy. <laughs> so Wait, where do I... we get that in New York? Though? Yeah, I was just gonna <laughs> say, where's your secret? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you serious? The first thing I wanted to find out when I originally came here was where's the nearest roast dinner. And luckily, when I first came here, it was round the corner from me, and it was about a three-minute walk, and it was one of the only ones in New York. And it's called Tea and Sympathy. Giving them a shout out to and sympathy. Good to know. Yeah, definitely give good. them a shout out. We'll drop yeah. the link in the show notes. So it's, it's like it's like a British kind of cafe. And then next door they have this um kind of British shop where you can get chocolate squash. Um, because I can't get that kind of <laughs> I can't oh get squash over here. like squash we have back home. Yeah. So, 
so my parents like, are Jamaican, so I know all about squash. Oh, I love squash. <laughs> I love squash. So um, we, I, I went in the other day to try and pick up an Easter egg, and it was $55 for a Cadbury Easter egg. Oh, what? I, I know, I couldn't believe it. It's, they, it's because people, some people pay there. I didn't. I was quite shocked for that, to be honest. dollars I got the squash. The squash is about $15, which didn't bother me. But when I saw 55 the Easter egg, I thought, do you know what? 55. (laughs) I think that I missed. I can do do without the Easter egg this time around because it's just a no-go. So I made my when my parents came over for open night, I made them um bring me a cheaper Easter egg, not quite fifty-five dollars. I think it was probably about two two dollars. <laughs> oh, no. um, and then and then my dad had eaten it the next morning. And I was absolutely oh, no. mm. oh, no. He said, Sorry, I got a bit peckish. I said, You brought that over from the UK to have finished it by the morning and for me to have had then. You had none of it. I had none of it. I'm so sorry. That's so sad. Oh, man. Thank you. We're the worst. (laughs) So, yeah, Jason, should we jump in to what we're all here to talk about? Survival jobs. So, Gabby, do you have um, a favorite survival job you've had in your past that you would love to talk about that maybe impacted your current career in any kind of way? Well, I have a few. I have one which I was actually 15 when I started and and I knew I wanted to go into this career but I, I didn't kind of know about drama schools and, and didn't think that was accessible um, and yeah I just hadn't really heard of it so I was trying to save a bit of money so I started to work at a burger van um, at Cardiff City Stadium and Cardiff City is like their soccer team from where I'm from and I'm yeah. a massive football fan so I was a season ticket holder there for maybe 10 years and, and, and I'm a massive sports fan in general. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? <laughs> Let's kill two birds with one stone. I'll get a job at one of my favourite places. So I'd been working there maybe about six weeks. And I said to my best friend, I said, you should try and get a job there. I said, it's really good, very flexible, good pay. So she'd been working there about, about the same time, maybe three months. And then we were finally put on the same burger stand. There was a few dotted around the stadium. And we just got chatting and we were thrilled to be together this Saturday. And then we just saw, and, and our one job was to put the burgers on. Uh, yes. In time, in, time, <laughs> in time for half time when there would be crowds, you know, thousands of people queuing for their burgers and drinks. And then I just kind of see it, they were chatting away and I just see at the corner of my eye people approaching and I just thought, I haven't put the burgers on. <laughs> so we just kind of looked at each other with fear and we had to close we had to get our manager and we had to close the big store for half time and she just kind of looked oh, at us and just no. said I think the shift's over so like, oh. yeah we had honestly we had one job and honestly when I say one job we didn't have to do anything else we just, just put had the, to burgers put the burgers on, on. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then we just got a bit carried away. So that was my first job, and funnily enough, that was my last day there. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> baffling that I didn't get an email to say come back because we should just get it. We should get an email to say like your shift is busy day, and then the emails just stopped. Just I can't no imagine. Just like, I know. I said why that. Were you stressed stressed when you realized? Or were you just like, eh, okay, whatever. I think it was was more the fear set in and we just realized there was nothing we could kind of do about it. And we just kind of looked and I just said, I think think the first guy who came forward, I said, I'm so sorry, the machine's been down all morning. Um, (laughs) Can you you believe? Use those acting skills, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's maybe where it started. Um, The machine's been down all morning. (laughs) Can you believe? What a nightmare. Um, Oh, man, that's so good. That is so good. Yeah, me and my my friend Chloe just went, oh, God. And then, yeah, she didn't get an email to come back either. So that was our last (laughs) job. Um, And then I was a bit nervous to show my face at the Cardiff City ground. So I kind of just dodged, tried to dodge that particular stand up. To every game but I'm over it now hopefully they don't um you know they haven't remembered that 10 years ago 
few years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, right that now. was my goodness. Thank God. And then um, yeah, so that was my that was my very first job. And I was loving it up until then. I was loving it because I could I could nip out and quickly have a look at the score, have a look at five minutes of the game back in, get the burgers on. Um, so yeah, so that job lasted about three or four months. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Wow, wow. Um, I'm then... stressed for you. Like was listening to that, <laughs> like the burgers are not on and all these people are coming. Oh my! I know, God. Like, no, and it really was like, drinking. They yeah. need food, you know. They want a burger. Honestly. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't just, you know, the four or five people turning up. I just kind of saw the cube snaking around. I thought, oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. The best is, oh, no. I'm so sorry. The machine's been down already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just panic. Any any place I could practice the act when I actually. Um, so, so, so and, and also, the, sorry to bang on about this burger on job, but we'd get, um, we'd get free meals. So, so that's the best part oh. for me. You'd finish the night. And then sometimes all the food had gone, but often I'd try and hide a burger or a sausage roll away so I could yeah. save it. I was like, okay, that one hadn't sold. It's not happening tonight. It's not happening. I'm going to have to have it. So you get your free food. Free food. Just so <laughs> good. It's always good when you get some free food when you're doing oh, yeah. a survival job, like a good staff meal, right, Jason? Exactly. <laughs> That's the least they could do, I feel like, for <laughs> working. Yeah, like here's like a free. The the worst is when they give you like a limited menu. When I worked at the Plaza Food Hall years ago, they were like, "Here's the four items you can order," and it was like a burger, a California roll, a piece of pizza. It was so stupid. It actually still makes me mad. Like you guys have mm. so much money. Can I just have a little bit of a larger <laughs> selection? <laughs> I mean, I would. I I'm pretty much living off pizza and burgers. Yeah, I've got to stop that because I. Haven't had veg in about a month, and that needs. To <laughs> I need you get into such a routine, and it's just so easy. And it? I kind of go, oh, do you know what? Theatres around the corner. Let's pick up a burger. <laughs> and and I thought that on day one, and that we're now on, we're now two months in, and I and I've done that every day. So I, so I do need to get a bit more color into my diet. Enjoy yourself. What's your favorite <laughs> New York pizza exactly. that you had? Little Italy pizza. It's Little like just off Times Square on 48th and 9th, I think. Oh, it's so good. It's got like a crispy base. It's yeah. stunning. And even really? better cold. Yeah. So I pick up Ooh, a few slices, put it in the fridge. Mm. And then the next morning or afternoon, not not morning, not afternoon. Because I I'm I'm a, I'm a for breakfast in the morning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I have. I, I have, have a hangover. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing better. Here's a little tip for you, a little okay. secret. Right across from Hamilton, there's a place called, I think it's called Piazza Pizza. That okay. is the best slice of pizza in New York City, in my opinion. Is Check it? it out. Okay. I feel it's like so I'm true. cheating on that literally a bit now because I do, <laughs> I am a regular customer there. They know, <laughs> yeah. they know my name in there now, and that's when you know you go. Like, where is Gabby? It's been a week. Where's my girl? Is she Gabby? Right? Is she right? at Piazza now? It's all my fault. I went in there the other day and he said, he said afternoon, Gabby. I said, Afternoon. <laughs> oh no! So that that is that's a sign when you're going a bit too much in it. No, that's okay. That's like me at the Glasshouse Tavern, but it's okay. Oh, I love the Glasshouse Tavern. We always shout them out on this podcast. Hello, yeah. oh, I them. love Glasshouse. And and love do you ever them. go to Hold Fast? Do you ever do love Hold Fast? The chicken that's sandwich at Hold Fast is so delicious. Oh my god! And uh, have you ever had the burrata? The burrata salad was going to be my next surprise <laughs> burrata. Oh my the god! The bread, the wings, Hold Fast is excellent. I, I I'd never, I hadn't heard of a burrata before, and then someone was like, "You had that," and I was like, "No, let me try it." And now I have it every time I'm in there. <laughs> with the sauce and the Ooh, lettuce it's just such oh. a good combo mm. this is turning into a food podcast guys. i know this episode I know. is about a food review now actually <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry for that no it's perfect we're shouting out all the best places okay yes <laughs> okay so your so your best survival job was the burger van was the burger van the and burger then van. i love i loved it and then until that fateful day. And then um, <laughs> and then I kind of had in-between jobs. So so yeah, I must have been I was about 15 doing that. And then 
did bits and bobs and then my next uh, my kind of full-time job then I took a gap year before I went to drama school and uh I was working as a receptionist in a foster care agency um on day one I I realized office work wasn't for me it it was amazing it was amazing kind of hearing about all of the children at at the agency and, and those stories um but I was just, I wasn't in charge of that. None of that was my responsibility. My responsibility was just signing people in, sending them out, putting stamps on the envelope, shredding. Administrative. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ad- administrative kind of receptionist work. And my sister worked there as well. And then she said one day she just looked over and I'd fallen asleep at the shredder. <laughs> at the shredder? At the shredder. It's so... Have you ever done that? It's really therapeutic, and I was just—it must have just been having a, you know, a, a tired day or something. But she just said she looked over, and I was—I was, I was sleeping. And the shredder. You know what? I have broken so many shredders. Like I clog them. Have you? Oh yeah, I, I, I oh do that so many times. Yeah, because it's really yeah. easy to do, and but it is quite—it is quite relaxing. Clearly, and I think that's not, it's clearly that must be why I nodded off, and she just came and tapped me on the shoulder. She was like. <laughs> I, um, worked, I had I had an office PA job and I would always almost fall asleep. I had to like get up and I like take laps. Like so I would be like It's hard, isn't it? When nodding. you're yeah, yeah, when you're at so the, when you're at a desk when you're at a desk all day. But I, I enjoyed it and I really kind of I'd I'd look forward to the break so I could just kind of chat to people. And yeah, yeah. I'd, 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 so I so I did like and and the friendships I made, I I, I loved that. Um, but yeah, office work, I kind of had to take the clock down in the end because the clock was opposite. I just kept glancing. I just thought, you know what? Not for me. Can't look at this clock. Cannot <laughs> look at this clock any longer. So that that was firmly locked in the drawer after about three days. Um, oh and yeah, so I did that. I did that on my gap year to save to move to London because I'm from um, Cardiff, Wales. So um, I then took it I, on my gap year. I, I did that job and I also worked in them. Um, uh, this kind of amateur dramatics club where I'd teach musical theatre to kind of four to 16 year olds maybe I can't oh, dance no. at all I'm, I'm a horrendous <laughs> dancer awful so I, so I was like someone else can take that someone else take that bit um but I loved that I did that I did that for a little bit um and then I moved to London to do drama school and and um we don't we kind of have a few weeks off, so it was in like Christmas, Easter, we'd get like five or four or five weeks off and yeah. the same block. So um, I'd go back to the receptionist work at the foster care agency. They let me back. They let me back. With, with the shredder. Yeah. With the, like, shredder. Oh, the number, with the the number shredder. one shredder. <laughs> exactly. like, I was like, do you need the shredder back? Because I think you don't need. So, so I did that then. So that's kind of how I, how... I survived with paying for, you know, food and stuff like that in, in drama school. It's because I used to go back and work. Um, and then, yeah, and then I've done bits of, like, nannying, babysitting, um, which, I, which I loved. One. I loved. And, and, and I remember my first babysitting job in London. It was kind of this family where they had three young kids, and I think it was three under four. So the, so the oldest was just kind of starting school, so... So the member said, right, if you can pick them up from school and, and bring them home and let them play at the garden. I was like, absolutely. And I said, just a, I said, just a question, how can I, uh, you know, how do you want me to pick the kids? As in like, there's one pram and there was a two-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, so, so she was like, you stick the one-year-old in the pram, four-year-old you'll obviously pick up from school and the two-year-old just throw them over your shoulder. I was like, okay. <laughs> like, sounds oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, right. I said, what do you mean? Do you, do you pick him up and yeah, yeah. That's where he's comfy. That's where he'll be happiest. That's where he'll be happiest. That's where he'll be happiest. Yeah. So, so I, was, I was kind of thinking, first day I was really nervous then. So I was like, okay, um, your mum said, like, on my shoulder. Like, just like over the window, you know, I was pushing the, I was pushing the pram, one over my shoulder and the other one walking by me. So I just thought, I don't know how long I <laughs> can, do can do this for, but I, I did it. I did that for a few weeks. Then I moved to a different family, and then um, you know it's quite flexible because because I was auditioning and stuff. So so it was really nice to have that. And and if you couldn't make it, you just 
you know, te text a friend and just say, can you do it? Can you cover this for me? Um, oh, and then, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. I think, especially kind of in your friends from drama school and, and your friends who are actors, you you kind of have each other's backs with jobs, and you just go, yeah, I, I can do this shift, and and you want you want to take them anywhere you can, you know, as you know. Um, and then after COVID happened, I moved back home, and obviously we were doing this, we were doing Hangman, um, yeah, and we'd done thirteen previews, and then uh, wow. yeah, and then and then we were sent home, so literally we'd found out about covid and then the next day i think we flew back um so i moved back oh. in with my parents in wales and then i moved i still had my flat in london with um with my best mate who who was on the burger van with me we're still friends <laughs> um, so we were living together in london and I, and I moved back there and um my friend said to me have you ever worked in a special educational needs school and i said and no but it, it always kind of interested me um so i i and obviously acting work was still quite slow the industry was still kind of on hold and things were, were just picking up a little bit but yeah not you know certainly not enough to to survive on on any of that many so um right. i started working there and it was one of the best experiences of my life it was amazing wow oh, wow it was incredible yeah I, I was, what did you I love most about that there. Um, I think just interacting with with the kids who who obviously found it difficult, and and also the relationships you built from day one. And I was thinking, oh, I, I don't know if they're going to take to me, or you know, you you never know, do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then, kind of at the end, when I was leaving, seeing they were not they didn't know I was leaving, but um, the familiarity and the you know, not a friendship, but the the, the mm. bonds you make with the kids. I, I didn't, I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect that. And then you find yourself thinking about the kids and hoping they're all right. I remember Christmas Day when I when I was working at the school, um, not on Christmas Day, but it's in that period. I remember yeah. thinking, oh, I wonder if so and so's having a good day. I wonder if they're okay. I wonder if they're having a nice time. And, and because those, but you know, you create those bonds. Um, don't get me wrong; it obviously it could be challenging and um, oh, like like sure. any job, like any job. Yeah, but um, these kids really opened my eyes. It, it was it was incredible. It was, it was a really brilliant experience. I love that every survival job you've spoken about. You're like, I loved this one. This is a great experience <laughs> because of this. Like, it was awesome. Do you have one that wasn't awesome that you were like, this is never happening again. <laughs> I will never ever. Um, I th I I did one day in a call center. Oh, like sales? Call center. Yeah. Like I, I covered a shift. <laughs> I, covered, I covered a shift. And I just thought, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. People are mean, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, my friend just said, oh, do you mind covering it? And I was like, I've never done it before. Are you sure? Mm. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You've only got to do is ring people. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> what were the calls for? Um, I can't even remember now. It was about five. Yeah, gone, gone. I, I completely forgot about it until you just asked me about that. Maybe, it was maybe six <laughs> years ago. But I just remember ringing and just being like, okay, it's, if I get past hi, sir, or hi, madam, I've made a good start. And, you've got, and then yeah. you kind of try and change your tone to, to see if that'll change things. But no, no, it didn't. Um, we're just nasty, right? Yeah. So I, on it, I don't think I got past. Hi, sir. I don't think I got past that. Hi, sir. Hi, sir. Just wondering. No. And then I just, I just thought, no. And and I have, yeah, I've never set foot in that call center since. Um, but but it it really like it really works for some people. Yeah. Not, it's, not for me. That sounds like one day too much, though. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, it was it was an experience, Jason. It was, it was an experience. Yeah. Let's let's transition to Hangman. Like we talked about just a little bit, and I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I mean, I can't even imagine like having this awesome opportunity, and then freaking COVID happens, and then you got to go back home. But before we get into that story, can you just tell us a little about the audition process and how like how was that booking something so major while you were still in school? Well, I'd I'd left my third year. I was really lucky. Um, mm -hmm. 
to I, I left my theatre early to do a play at uh, a theatre in London called Hampstead Theatre, off West End. Um, wow. And it meant I didn't have to do my showcase, and I picked up my agent, who who I'm still with now, I love this bit. Yeah. Um, amazing. Uh, <laughs> I, yes, I, I, she put me up kind of in, in that time. And it just meant that I was auditioning kind of before I was graduating. And then um, I think I I'd graduated in the July and then I auditioned for this in the August. So it was just a dream, really. It, I, wow. I, I couldn't believe it, it was happening to me. And, and um, I mean, I, I'd worked hard, you know, and, and I'd also moved from Cardiff. And I never thought if you'd have asked me when I was younger, I never thought I would have moved. I'm a, you know, I love I love home and I'm very close to my family. And then um, my mum said that she said, look, because I have a brother and sister. And she said, out the three of you, you would have been the one I would said stayed home. And no, and the other two stayed Aww. home and haven't moved. So um, yeah. I was kind of the first one in my family and extended family to, to move away. And, and it was because I really wanted it. I really, I, I knew in order to take that next step, I had to kind of take myself out of my comfort zone and, you know, be able to fit in somewhere else and, and challenge myself. And try, and I wanted to train somewhere else also. So, um. And yeah, so I moved at 19 and then graduating at, at kind of 22. So, yeah. so yeah, so, so I went for, I went for this audition in the August and I kind of, in a way thought, I, I, as in I wasn't going to get it. So because it's a uh, set up in Northern England, working class Northern England. Um, and I just thought it's not my accent, you know, so, so in a way I was, I was just going, It'll be a brilliant experience. It'll be an amazing mm-hmm. experience. For Lovely sure. to meet meet you know three brilliant people in the industry, and yeah. then and then I went in and it was the writer Martin McDonough. It was uh, Matthew Dunster, the director, and Amy Ball, the casting director. And um, I remember them saying to me, "And what do you think of the play?" And I and I must have panicked a bit, and I just said, "It's gorgeous." Oh. And I could just see them all looking, but a play about—I could see them looking, thinking I've never read a play about hanging described as gorgeous before. Um, it's gorgeous. I said, I said it's absolutely gorgeous. Awesome. <laughs> like, gorgeous. like, um, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> no spoiler alert, but there are there are hangings in it, so it's not so gorgeous. That's you know, of course, I love it. It's not, so not quite the word you've used to describe the play. Um, right. So I remember, yeah, I remember the first audition going well, and I'd got the train. I was living back in Cardiff just whilst I was in the period of moving to a different house in London. So I was living back home for a little bit. So I got the train up that day, and I was in the audition room for about half an hour, maybe forty minutes that first day. And I thought, lovely, lovely to meet them, lovely people, and then. Um, I was on the train back home and I got to Bristol, which is about half, no, 20 minutes from Cardiff on the train. So I'd done most of the journey and then I got a call and they were like, they want to see you back at the World Court tomorrow morning at half 10. So I literally yes. got off at Bristol, walked over the bridge and just got back on the train to London, stayed at my friends. Yes. And um, and went in the morning. And again, my outlook was kind of like, it's, it's a meeting, it, you know, it's, it's another foot in the door, even if it, it hasn't it doesn't go well today I'd, I'd felt I was happy with what I'd done the previous day um and then we worked on I have I have a monologue in the play where it's, it's kind of at pace and we worked on that for a while and the direct Matthew was saying um okay run in run in run in to, to, to kind of try to emulate what you know what it would be like so um I remember leaving that audition room knackered I was absolutely shattered so I was walking down the stairs I was like <laughs> Where's the shredder? I'm come breathe. Where's the shredder? <laughs> Give me the shredder. <laughs> Absolutely shattered, like. So, um, again, you know, I was happy with what I did, but I, I honestly didn't think I was going to get it. Um, wow. And and as that's not me saying it from a point of view. Of, oh, you know, I didn't think it was just a gen. I just honestly thought, let's take what I can from this. You know, it's a great thing. Right. And um, and then I was on the train home to Wales. It was, it was um, August bank holiday weekend and, not, and all my family were going away for the weekend. So I was going to meet them. And I had a text from my agent saying, I've got good news and bad news. And then my signal went. Oh. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, my God. I, God, I, said, I said that really dramatically then, sorry, didn't I? And my signal went. Pause. And, um, <laughs> pause. Not going to tell you anymore. Um, <laughs> and then literally for about 20 minutes, I was like, I... 
I, I need. I, I was just on edge, and then um, she said, "Twenty uh, minutes. That's kind of torture. Absolute torture." <laughs> so then, and then the stream of messages came through, and it said they want to offer you the job. The, that's the good news. The bad news is we don't know about the visa yet. Like the visa will take oh, a few no. days, and I was like, "That's fine. That's fine. Do not worry about it." So I wow. so once I then got signal and then I was kind of dipping in and out. So I tried to ring my mum and, and I was like, Mum, ah, signal gone again. <laughs> I was like, oh. So then uh, oh. I finally got through to my mum and it and it was a real um a real mo it's a real a really special moment. I think I'll always remember that when because it was all of my family there, my my nan and my bamps, my sister, my brother. Um, oh my god. And then so so just to celebrate with them and, and it just felt um really surreal and, and yeah like I said I generally I couldn't believe it was it was happening um and then and then we flew out yeah. kind of maybe a few months later and and, and I lived here for four months uh and, was it and your first time to the US uh no I'd, I'd oh, been okay. to New York before yeah and and it was one of those things where I remember walking around Broadway and just being like god imagine being an actor on Broadway and, and honestly not one part of me went that could be you I just got I just thought imagine you know, um, I yes, feel like crying. So, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, Jason and I always cry. <laughs> We're like, oh my god, that's so we, nice. We love an inspiring story. Like, yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's why it kind of also felt really surreal. I just, and even now, it, I, I walk into work every day, and it's like, oh my god, this is my job. I, I'll, I'll never take it for granted ever because it just feels so special. And to be given this opportunity, and like I was writing um, on our opening night cards, I, I, I'm, I'm not. I say I, I don't cry that often. I'd say, yeah. um, I'm not. I'm not a crier. And then writing the opening night cards, <laughs> I, came, I, I didn't ever. And then I came to write in the um, director's card, and I just thought, I just got really emotional because he'd given me that. That that chance a few years ago, and he, and he opened quite a few doors for me in terms of the rooms then that I was you know being seen in, um, and the things I was being seen for, um, and I just got emotional as in because I just thought I'm living in New York doing a play, and so it was life changing in in personally and professionally for me, um, yeah, and yeah, and they, and they, yeah, and and um, you know from meeting those three that day, Amy, Martin, and Matthew, they gave me this shot, and um, yeah, I just thought God. It, and because, and, and also, like you say, because of COVID, and the the we did off Broadway, and then it was going to transfer in two thousand and eighteen, but for various reasons we we didn't. And then twenty twenty, obviously we were up and we'd rehearsed four weeks over here, two weeks in COVID happened. So oh. I think it, I think it I think it was all quite overwhelming that day in in a, in a lovely way, in a, in a really gorgeous way for opening night. I just thought, my God, we're here. Yeah, we and and I years in the making. <laughs> yeah, and and I just thought I didn't think we were going to be here. Mm -hmm. There, there was a few points when I, I definitely thought we weren't coming back because um they destroyed the hangman set. So like, so we flew oh, back wow. in in March, and in the June oh. the set was all on the street of of West Forty Fifth. So um the bar had been destroyed. It had, it had all gone. So there certainly wasn't anything indicating that we were going to be coming back. If anything, it was it was kind of solidifying that it wasn't right and then yeah so then when I got that call I, I, I was like okay I'm not gonna get my hopes up because anything could happen not gonna get my hopes up and then when we kind of got the confirmation I was like okay I'm a little bit excited yeah. <laughs> and then when I was on and, and it was until it wasn't until I was on the plane where I was like okay I'm quite excited now this, yeah. you know, coming back and and rehearsing it, it was I've rehearsed the play for a third time but it was it was um it was just as exciting as, as the first and the second time. And I think that's what Martin does with his writing. It's so brilliant that you'll never, you know, I, I as an actor and as an audience member, you just never get bored of that. That's um, amazing. That and and that really, like it feels the really special dream. to be in his play. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah, to yeah. be in his writing feels yeah. very special. I remember reading The Pillow Man when I was in drama school. And um, I just remember thinking, who's, this writer like because uh, I hadn't I hadn't really heard of him until yeah mm -hmm. until drama school and then when I got the audition through even even that was quite a a moment you know going oh this is this is the writer when I read his play and thought god you know it was amazing so um and and the, yeah he he's he's a brilliant person as well 
Life is so funny when you have these moments and you're like, oh, like that happened. And I thought of this and now this cool thing's happening. I didn't really, yeah. just then I didn't say anything. I said that, this, then, like, I didn't speak a real sentence. So sorry. <laughs> but I, you I, know I, what I, I meant. You were there with me. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. No, I've done that so many times. Or I, I start speaking <laughs> in the middle, just stop. Yeah. Because I, I can't think of the next move. In the middle, just, just me and, me and my housemate were going through a phase where we honestly were just speaking and it just it's, it's, it's like speak like that and we just looked at each other and it was like a nod of it's all right I got you I know I know yeah COVID so I'm blaming so COVID, I'm blaming COVID on that I blame yeah. COVID for everything yeah. yeah I'm like yeah, I'm like oh I'm out of breath from like this hike because it's COVID lung <laughs> not because I'm out of shape I have COVID lung guys <laughs> no, I did that because my dressing room is, is the top floor of the theater oh and no. then I had COVID I had COVID in February but I didn't have any symptoms I was lucky enough not to have anything oh, and then good, yeah. I got every time I get to the top of the stairs I just think oh thank god it's the COVID it must have been the COVID it's COVID lung it's COVID length in February oh, that I had no symptoms of, but suddenly it's striking me at the top of the, <laughs> the, top, the top of the room, fourth yeah. floor. Or, yeah, it, so or it could be that I'm a little bit unfit, but I think it's COVID length. Yeah, for sure. I think. Not sure. Could though. possibly be. Could yeah. possibly um, be. Potentially. <laughs> potentially. Jay, you want to take that next one? Oh, sure. Um, so I'm a huge fan of I May Destroy You. I I think it's probably the most important show of the last few decades, honestly. So I've been telling everyone about it. I'm such a huge advocate for it. Uh, and I have a two-part question for you. Did you know much about the project before you auditioned? And what was that experience like working with like Michaela Cole? She's so freaking amazing and brilliant. So like, how was all that for you? She, yeah, she's absolutely amazing. And <laughs> I think she was she she written she she I can't speak after we but she written she <laughs> she COVID. wrote COVID COVID Len COVID COVID. <laughs> <laughs> she um she wrote stories that we'd never ever seen and I think it was a massive step forward. I really do um I just remember watching the series being blown away by her talent and her craft and what she created. Um For sure. And and, I, and there was also a brilliant team on that show, you know, as in the director Sam, um, and and the producers. And so it was a real, it was obviously a team effort. But Michaela yeah. was, was at the helm of it, and um, it, it, I just remember being, yeah, really blown away by what she by what she'd created, and um, it, like so many of those storylines, we, we'd never. Re- it, it, oh my god, it's, it's the curse after speaking about it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I'm sorry. I feel responsible. <laughs> no, no, it's me. You spoke it into existence. No, I did. Okay. Um, yeah, that we've never even seen little glimpses of. And then she just delved straight into those issues and just threw them up. And, and it was incredible because people were forced to sit being a bit uncomfortable. That you, We were sitting watching something where you go, oh my god, is that that? Is, yeah. is that what that means? You know, around consent, around, you yes. know, there's a lot of topics within I May Destroy You um, that could be, that would, and were triggering for some people. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's quite, and I've heard from a friend who who experienced some, you know, some of those things. It's quite cathartic, I think, watching that and, and seeing your experience when people aren't brave enough to go there. Mm-hmm. And 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 she and Michaela. That's what Michaela did. I think she broke down so many barriers. She did, yeah. Um, and and I think that's what was incredible about the series is it wasn't just you. You weren't just following a storyline. It was it was educating everyone. Um, yeah. And I think that's why it, why it it was you know such a hit as well is because she she just told so many different stories and told them so brilliantly. Um, but yes, yeah, like a I, strong point of view with, with like each one, right? Like. The whole, yeah. cons- like you know, with uh, you know, the, her roommate, the, the roommate that went with her to Italy, and then also like with, with her gay best friend. There was just so much that it was like so many layers unpeeling. So many layers, and 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 after you've watched an episode, you kind of take a while to go, okay, right, because I'm, I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking about that, and and obviously that's what she's done so um so brilliantly was that you then the next day you'll go, oh, but did she? 
but did that happen? Is that is that what she meant? And then and and those answers, some those questions, sorry, sometimes aren't answered. And I think again, that's what that's what she did. She did amazingly. Is that she leaves it up to you? But there's so many questions within those within those thoughts. Um, but yeah, it, it was such an incredible experience. Uh, she wrote it, produced it, co-directed it. And then obviously it was the lead actor in it. Okay. And like yeah, every, ep- she was, every episode. I, yeah. I was just like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Every, in every episode. And and yet she, you know, she's such a humble, lovely person. Um, that you'd never think you'd never think that that's, you know, you'd never see her status in, in any of the not behavior, but as in if some people have a yeah. I suppose if you if you're in charge of something like that, you can kind of carry a little bit of an air of something about you, can't you? But sure. she certainly had nothing of that. She she she's the loveliest person, um, and and we all had a responsibility. I think. I mean, I was I was a little, I was so I was so glad to be a part of it, and I was just a little part of that story. And then we all carried a certain sense of responsibility of telling that story. And then there were some difficult lines to say, and and. I'd remember Michaela saying, but, you know, this is how we're going to educate people and this is this is how people are going to learn. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so I'd, I didn't know about the project before I auditioned for it. I just remember my agent saying, it's a very exciting project. And, and I auditioned and Michaela was still editing all of the scripts. So there was, char- there was I think um, my character was being changed quite a lot because I played a younger version of, of um, an older character um yeah and and originally it was just going to be one character and then I think they didn't know how old to make her so I went in for the first audition and um I didn't hear anything for maybe four months I want to say four months I think it was four months yeah so I so I absolutely assumed that it was yeah done didn't have it yeah and then they were like oh could you come back because um they kind of reworked the script a bit so went in and I was like, yeah. And I remember reading the script thinking, God, this is so good. And, and it felt fresh. It felt like something, like like we saw on the telly, it felt like something you'd never read or or, or never had never yeah. seen. Um, and I think that's what made it so exciting as well, as I genuinely believed that when I was reading it. I thought, God, this is it's, it's dangerous in a brilliant way. As in, like, it's just like, oh, I don't, I don't know how that's going to... How are yeah. you going to film that? How are you going to do that? <laughs> um, but that's what, made, that's what made it so exciting to work on as well. Um, yeah, so, the, so then I had, and then I had a recall maybe two weeks later, I think. Um, and then they were checking in because my, my character had, um, a sex scene. So, so there was, there yeah. was bits that, and they were brilliant about that as in the, the casting, um, authors, Julie Harkin, they just, they were saying, is she, you know, would she be comfortable with that? Is this, is this something that she can do? And, and. That's that's what's great, I think, about the industry now is that those steps being taken. Whereas before, you For kind sure. of offer a job and go, oh, by the way, this character has a sex scene. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. it's so important to to have that. Yeah, yeah. and I think there's been so many. Absolutely. Yeah, I think there's been so many positive changes recently, and I think that that certainly kind of being one of them is that when we were shooting that particular scene a month before, I met with and um, the. the the guy who was in my scene, Josiah, and uh, Ita O'Brien, who's an intimacy coordinator, and Sam, the director, and Michaela, we all sat in a room and we spent the whole day going through this scene, talking through this scene, working it like choreography, because it's, it's a really kind of intimate, vulnerable thing to do, a sex scene. Um, First, and they just imagine. made sure, yeah, uh, and they made sure that I was completely, me and Josiah were completely comfortable with that. Um, which was which was amazing. So so suddenly a month before we were shooting, it wasn't you know it wasn't the day before where you where you didn't have time to think about it. Right. It just kind of put your mind completely. And I I, I actually I wasn't too nervous about it um, because like it wasn't nude or anything. It was fully clothed. And um, I'd heard that it was like they made it safe for you, right? So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and I'd met Ita before. She she did a talk at our drama school. And I'm thinking, oh, that's brilliant because because I'd never heard about that. Someone to like kind of watch over things right. and make sure that that works for you, and everyone's right. comfortable in the scene. So, um, yeah, we've just spent that whole day going through it, going through it, and also step by step. 
So it was like, okay, is everyone happy with that? Right, let's move on. Mm -hmm. So then suddenly in your head, what you've created without realizing is almost like a, a dance in terms of choreography. You learn this move. Okay, you're happy with that move, we'll, move, we'll go on to the next move. And then, it's, so it's building that kind of routine and what's going to happen in your head. And yeah. then, um, yeah, so so that felt massively comfortable and just felt at ease, at ease with with, with that. That's so awesome. With, By the way, you said you were a, not a good dancer, but you just talked through choreography like a pro. So <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about all I, I am, honestly, you just you just wait until you see me in glass size tap and after a few. I am not <laughs> a good dancer. <laughs> oh my god that's so funny <laughs> oh man um so so yeah so then and also what happened then is that Ita would um Ita would check in till she'd ring she'd ring in like a week later and go Are you okay with this do you remember the, mm. the choreography yeah. so then when we came to, to that day of shooting that scene it was it was like so relaxed it was we were both very relaxed it was just like a, yeah let's go for it to the point where you have something on on when you when you film a sex scene called a closed mm. set where you only have your director and um, your assistant director. Um, makeup can't watch like ever, and there's no one who can watch and, and we were like it's fine don't worry about closing the set it's fine like oh. so, so everyone could kind of see the monitors because because yeah it was it was just that level of of comfortableness really. Um, Which yeah. then that's good for you because then you can do your job. Versus if you were like not feeling good in your body or like in the moves and like not prepared, yeah, your performance would suffer. Yeah. Because your mind I, I would mean, not be where it should be. Absolutely. And, and also I think especially with the sex scene is where that that personal line and professional line completely intertwine. So I think to have had that support, like we had, like we had, uh, Anita was on that whole show, you know, for the whole thing, um, was amazing. And and that has to be in place now. That's that's kind of legality is that you have to have the intimacy coordinator there if you're doing a sex scene and and just people you know that that kind of in in place and, and a structured build up to it. Um, yeah. But yes. Sure. So um, and also I had some you know some really lovely other scenes that with 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 uh, brilliant people. So it was just an, it was an amazing experience that. We co I kind of filmed it over, I think it was four months in total. And Sam Miller, the director. So, so Michaela wasn't really. Epi mm. My episode, episode six, was the was the one she wasn't really in. She was kind of in the first few minutes, and then was able to so was able to co-direct my episode. Yeah. Um, oh, and wow. here and Sam, here and Sam Miller, the director, just worked so brilliantly together. Um, and I really, really loved working with them and, and learned a lot from that experience. I love that. You have so many great stories. And by the way, you speak so positively about everything. and I love it. Do, oh, do you have, good. if you were to share advice to a young woman trying to make it in this industry as an actor, a performer, what right now in your life would the, the advice be that you would share? Very good question. Um, <laughs> heavy. <laughs> heavy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring it back we'll bring it back it'll be light by the end don't worry <laughs> I think I think uh rejection is something we take a lot in this industry but I think you kind of have the confidence to put the rejection aside and to not take it personally in that I think I think sometimes rejection can really affect your next steps so say, for example, you've been rejected from a massive job and an audition comes in, your confidence kind of sometimes gets chipped away at, which is only natural. And, and right. we, all, we all do it. We all go, we'll get it about losing a job and then go, well, I'm not going to get this one, am I? Well, no, I'm not going to get this one. <laughs> so I think, I think positivity, po po positivity, positivity, <laughs> positivity, 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 um, is key in terms of, moving forward and and of course mm. we are all allowed that time to go okay that's a bit of a shit rejection that yeah. that that stung a little bit but have the confidence to go no I'm, I'm not going to take this personally let's get up and go again mm -hmm. um I don't know if that's an advice or, I don't know no if that's no it totally is um, and it's so important too to remember that 
no matter yeah no matter whether you're an artist or whatever you your dreams or goals are yeah I'm, I'm we like, often take it take it personally um, for sure and I think sometimes we shouldn't it comes down to so as we know you know it comes down to so many things oh you don't look as much like this person as that person you just you know it's just little things mm. that I think often we massively overthink but I, I don't think it I don't think it comes down to that a lot of the time and as long I suppose another bit of advice is as long as you know that you've prepared massively and you've done as much as you can and you're happy with that then then try and try and put it to the side after you know if you're auditioning even for drama school mm. and you go right I feel really prepared I've, I've I feel happy with what I'm doing or what, what I've done and, and have right. the confidence to go yeah I've, I've done my best I've done that mm-hmm. um I think it, it's probably yeah it's probably the advice I would give just just be able to brush it off and have confidence in yourself I love that I think this was amazing yeah. and I needed these these laughs this morning so thank Same. you you're so funny <laughs> oh thank you thank you for, honestly thank you for having me on so yeah. um a little surprise for you because I don't think I told you this we end every episode with a little game and yeah. so just to bring it back <laughs> to like wow and okay. happiness so <laughs> yours is not so much of like a trivia game we usually do a trivia we switch it up we're gonna play a rapid fire game. We're gonna say okay. a word, and you'll say the first word that comes to your head. Which okay. is funny because we just talked about COVID rated not being able to like even <laughs> like, speak I a sentence. Now you giving me this game. Like rapid fire, like <laughs> say whatever comes to your head. Okay, um, but I think it'll be fun, and we'll have a couple okay. more laughs. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Do you have your competitive Absolutely not, on? but let's, let's, let's give it a go. <laughs> give it a go. Okay. Jason, you want to take the first one? Sure. Yeah, we'll alternate. Okay. First one, Broadway. Like. <laughs> Francis McDermott. No, Matt Land. HBO. I'm awful at this game, guys. No. <laughs> I love it. it Absolutely it. awful. No, I, no. I think I'm going to add that to my list of dancing and <laughs> You're really great. Terrible. Oh my god, you're doing great. What? What? I can't remember. What. Oh, HBO. Take it back. HBO, which is a weird one. HBO. <laughs> Barada. Stunning. Audra McDonald. Oh, I'm the iron guys. I'm awful. I am absolutely awful. <laughs> it's okay. Why can't I come? I can't, my brain isn't. Do you want to know something? It makes it even better. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun. <laughs> it's so fun. The, the aim of the game is quick fire, and I'm like, um. Let me have a think about that. Um, so, uh, am I the that's you, the worst guest? I'm quick fire. You you're allowed. You're allowed to skip. You can say yeah. skip. Skip. Skip the last glass house, glass house tavern. My go-to. <laughs> oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Talented. <laughs> Non-equity. Ooh. That's my. I'm just gonna leave that quick fire. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> John Golden. Great. Michaela Cole. Gorgeous. Last one. Burgers. <laughs> the best. That was absolutely. Travesty. What? what was that? <laughs> it was actually, no, no, no. It was actually perfect. It was actually. I think I answered gorgeous or stunning to every question. What was gorgeous? <laughs> so perfect. HBO stunning. Absolutely gorgeous. Gorgeous. Um, they're, like, they're like, what do you think of the play? You're like, gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous, but all the hanging beautiful. You're I'd like, like to think I would have been better at trivia. Oh man! Well, you know what? We'll have to be back. Yeah, (laughs) that's only because I was so bad at rapid fire. No, we'll have a follow-up episode, and we'll just do a trivia game. 
Yeah. I would be all for it trivia. I would literally yeah. like <laughs> hit I would hit like leave loved, the studio if somebody was I like trivia. trivia. I <laughs> I absolutely yeah. loved, and I really got into like quizzes over um over lockdown. Yes. I loved the quizzes and all and all of that. Are you really competitive? I'm, I'm, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm competitive from because I'm from a very sporting background. I think I'm quite competitive. I love that. From so that. there's a fun tip. There's a bar. It's called Faces and Names. Do you know it? I think it's uh, on 54th. I think, and on Tuesday nights they have late night trivia. So maybe that's after your new the thing. show. Did you say on? Did you say Tuesday night? Tuesday trivia. I know where I'll be on Tuesday. See you there. <laughs> See that after my risotto at the glass I have and I will be so whistling up my way there. Start with the risotto, then go to the burrata, and then work your way up. Perfect. Except for it's opposite. Yeah. See you there. This it. was so amazing. Thank you so much for joining us and taking no time out of your when you're probably so tired from doing all these shows. Yeah. Gabby, how long is ha- Hangman playing? Is it like open ended, or do you guys have a, a date where people need to go by? Till June eighteenth. June eighteenth. Okay. Get your tickets, yep. y'all! Please get yes. your tickets. Go support Live Theater. Go support Gabby. Yeah. And Gabby, can you tell our listeners where they can follow you on social media to keep up with all of your amazing things that you're doing? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Gabby underscore French G A B Y underscore French. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you're listening because you're a gabby fan and you don't follow us follow us at survival jobs pod on instagram and twitter send us an email at survivaljobspod at gmail.com tell us what you think leave us a five-star review if you're feeling gracious is that the word (laughs) generous is what i was thinking to say and i said gracious Gracious, gorgeous, <laughs> generous, it all works. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. You should have just responded to everything with shredder. Shredder, shredder. <laughs> shredder. Not the shredder. Not. <laughs> yes. So <And> good. <laughs> make sure you follow Samantha and I. Samantha is Sammy Tuts on all hey. the things. And mine is just Jason Lee Coons. Thank you so it. much, Gabby. Gabby. You're so brilliant. Gabby. Thank you. I have to thank you. I really enjoyed it. I'm going to find yeah. you on the streets of New York and laugh. <laughs> I'm telling you, we'll let's, let's do Glass House when you're back from LA. Let me know. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Let's do it. Let's do it. Definitely. Oh I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. That, noted. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. That's, absolute, that's absolutely gorgeous. Stunning. Stunning. <laughs> Thank you, Gabby. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.